This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, welcome to East Coast Office Hours Fan Bites Friday afternoon podcast with your host, me, Mary Kay, and Danielle Rando. That's me. Hi. Hi, trying a little thing, trying a little uh, flourish there. My Friday is chilly. Yeah. Uh, It's dark, it's cold, it's rainy. I don't have heat in my apartment yet. So I'm just putting on some sweaters and um, drinking a coffee. How is your Friday? Oh, it's like really rainy and wet and gross. I'm taking care of both the dogs today. I don't always have both the dogs. I always have at least one dog. And Mm. my doggie has like, for bad days, he has like a little indoor area where he's allowed to kind of go to the bathroom. And like, I trained him that way since he was a puppy. So we've got that, which is great. But the other dog, no matter what I do, no matter how many treats I give her, no matter how much like baby talk and nice talk, she just does not want to pee on a pad. So I have to take her out and she needs to go to at least three trees before mm. she decides on one that she likes. And like, let me tell you, this dog's also very long haired. So she comes in looking like a little drowning little rat. And uh, it's like a whole process to walk her in the rain. So, oh, yeah. She's a beautiful, perfect princess. I love her so very much. Little bit of a prima donna when it comes to a very simple thing, though. Just a little bit. A little bit. You know who doesn't have that problem, though? Who's that? Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, cats are pretty (laughs) good about that. That's sort of... I feel like if they weren't... I think if cats weren't good about that, then we wouldn't be on such nearly good terms with them. Yeah. Like if you had to take your cat outside for that. Um, Can you imagine? Oh, cats are just have so few aspects in which they are trained, I guess that (laughs) any fewer. And we'd be talking like, okay, you're basically a wild animal that I keep in my house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which sometimes I still feel like I do have slightly, slightly wild animals running around my house uh, at Mm. all times. They're just so cute about it that, you know, we deal at least most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. Mine are also just so sweet, though, and so affectionate that they could probably do anything. And I'd be like, look at every little thing she does is magic. Look at how cute. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's a thing. That's a real ass thing. Uh, it uh, it sure is a fucking bummer when it rains in the fall. I'm just gonna like put that out there. I love a good summer rain. Like I love a good summer rain because that is like peak running for me. Like I run. I never run faster than when it's like 
a hot day, but you get that like cool rain and it feels very epic. And I, I went for a run once when I was visiting Japan, I was in Osaka and I like had a nosebleed and I didn't care because I was like flying down all these like incredible streets and going past all this like incredible scenery. And, and I was just like, this is the best day of my life. It was like the tail end of a tsunami. So it was mm. a huge rainstorm. And like, I'll never forget that run from five years ago. Uh, but fall rain can can kind of kiss my ass, you know? Not not the best. Chilly, uh, yeah. bad, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Not Fuck great. that fall rain. It's not great. Spring rain, also not my favorite, because that just means pollen goes everywhere, so. Yeah, summer rain. Yeah, summer rain is great. Big fan. Big fan, let me tell you. Yeah, there's that placebo song. But I think that's English summer rain. So I guess that's uh, a very specific type of yeah. rain, of summer rain. Mm. Remember placebo? Vaguely. <laughs> Placebi. Placebi. They, they, uh, they had their moment in like late, late 90s, early, early 2000s-ish. I feel like they were probably on like one or more compilation albums that I owned. Yeah. What were their hits? Uh, there was that song that was like Pure Morning and Till the Bitter End and what else? They had like a few singles. Again, like super late 90s, early 2000s. Huh. <sighs> Placebo, rock band. Thank you. Uh, Wikipedia. Are they Oh, they started in 1994. Well, now this... Uh, wow. They were, they stood, okay, so it started in 1994. Placebo gained exposure in 1997 after the single Nancy Boy became popular in the UK, a song notorious at the time for its gender-bending content. The band stood out against the Britpop scene they were associated with at the time for their androgynous appearance and musical content and lyrics which openly discussed sexuality, mental health, and drug use. So there you go. Placebo. Huh. Uh, Merritt, we've talked about music a few times here, but not that much. I don't feel like I, I have the closest sort of um, track of your musical tastes. God, my musical tastes. <laughs> um, wow, yeah. I um, lately... I will be real. I haven't been listening to a ton of music unless I'm sure. hanging out with people, in which case it's sort of just whatever people put on. Um, I just listen to a lot of audiobooks lately because I'm old um, <laughs> and my ears can't deal with the loud music anywhere. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of different phases. Um I think in college, I was really into like 80s, uh, like synth pop. And I'm sort of still into, I'm still into a lot of music from the 80s, um, just like as a as a decade. I listened to a lot of Dead or Alive. Um, oh, great. Yeah. I listened to a lot of, um, you know, like Dexy's Midnight Runners or uh -huh. like, um, 
lot of like UK um, pop from that era. Yeah. Uh, and then there have been times when I've been really into like uh, East Coast New York hip hop. Like that was a sure. whole phase for a while too. Um, but yeah, what about you? What do you? What are your vibes? I went through that exact phase in college and never got out of it. So like, yeah, I it's. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie i went through like an intense cure phase in college very like very intensely uh and also just enjoyed all kinds of like 80s and 90s like brit pop and a lot of trip hop again i'm not necessarily proud or not proud but i went through a big massive attack time in my life as well mm. i like a good amount of pj harvey i like a lot of like 90s alternative girl band stuff like garbage mm-hmm. I went to a lot of garbage concerts. Just put, just put it there. I'll just put that out there. A lot of now, like a lot of like wispy synthy shit. Like I, I love FKA Twigs. I love a good um, like Larue. I love a good. Uh, I just love good vibes. I know how weird that sounds, uh, but I also <laughs> went through my like acoustic guitar phase in college ah, in school, so yes when I, was actually I remember this songs. about you yeah, yeah we have, we <laughs> i think my wrist is too fucked to like actually play much anymore every time i try it just hurts and i'm very sad mm. about that but yeah i i uh, i had musical times in my life um and like weirdly uh because i'm a thousand years old i only like got spotify like this summer like for real intense i know mm-hmm. um but yeah i i only am a recent convert to spotify and so i listen to all the things that i like and all the things that i want to like uh but i'm also not anywhere near as much i feel like i feel like i'm not nearly as much of a music person as i either used to be or anybody else around me is like, do you ever feel that way? That, like, everybody else is more into music than you? Yeah, I I do get that. I totally feel that way, too. I actually um, bought a turntable recently because oh, I want nice. to start listening to more music. Um, yeah. I subscribe to one of the most ridiculous things uh, that I've ever bought, which is every month uh, I get sent a bag of coffee beans and a um, an album with like a, a little thing typed up about like why they picked it and like what it means to them and okay, all I that stuff this. which is cool it's cool um so but I uh, had to get a new turntable and so I haven't gotten it yet so I just have like a few of these records piling up that I haven't um really listen to but i just i don't know yeah i had spotify for a long time then i realized i was sort of only listening to the same things Mm. over and over and i thought you know what if i have a record that's like okay you have to sort of take your time and like listen to an album there's no like shuffle there's no skipping around which isn't to say it's better and yeah it's just different and i think i thought it might be kind of a fun change sort of uh something to uh just do like you know put a record on and sit in my 
my nice chair um, yeah. and uh, just listen to some of my some of my favorite music or some music that I've never listened to before. Yeah. That's, that's such a mood. I've actually like, hmm. so I've actually been doing a lot more road trips lately. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like safe road trips where I get COVID tested before going on it. Uh, and like, it's me and my partner usually. And like, we'll go get tested and a couple of days later see family. And I'm actually doing that tonight. Like um, that kind of thing. Or going to a hike. Like, all right, we're going to go on like a little long weekend trip and we're going to go for hikes. So I've gotten so much more into like good ass traveling music than mm-hmm. maybe before. And it's traveling music for me. So it's like good vibes, lots of synth, lots of like fun layers to kind of listen to. And I also like to go to sleep to music. And again, I oh. listen to like music with no lyrics, like usually just like a lot of like <laughs> lo fi kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> very like. Like a lo fi yeah. music to fall asleep to. Like uh, kind of like that. But I, I never go to those playlists because I feel like I'm too much of a tool for it. <laughs> I, like, I'm not cool enough. So I just put on, like, an artist that I enjoy uh, and then listen to their very 80s, like, synthy, uh, synth pop with no lyrics kind of shit. Um, mm. Do that kind of thing where I like to do the synesthesia thing and, like, imagine all the instrumentations. And that helps me go to sleep. Like, if I think about, okay, the sound of, like, the various layers. And it somehow it helps me go to sleep. I don't know why, but it does. And then I guess I also have to admit how fucking corny my tastes are for, like, workout music. Like, it's corny. It's all corny. Like, I will listen to Britney Spears while I'm running on my treadmill. Or, uh... Yeah. Uh, like, just real corny-ass music while I'm working out. And sometimes for, like, sparring music, it's funny. If you ever go to an MMA gym, um, most MMA gyms are all about, like, it's just all hip-hop all the time. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you spar to. And, like, you kind of especially for boxing, you almost kind of learn to move to that in a way. Mm. But of course, my MMA gym being the way it is, there's a lot of Backstreet Boys in there while we're like trying to kill each other. Uh, So it's like a very special mood. But yeah, yeah, that's how I'm feeling lately about music. It's good. It's very good. I like to think that uh, my tastes are... I don't know, indicative of, of some of my personality traits and the things I enjoy doing more so than uh, anything else. But yeah. Well, Merit, I want to I wanna come back to something we talked about uh, last week. Uh, oh. Because I felt, I felt the need to do a tiny video about it, but it's that megafauna. Um, oh, I was hoping aspect. you'd say that. Yeah, I have become... Both, like, slightly horrified and also really fascinated by several types of megafauna. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, I kind of wanted to know if you had any other favorites, any others that kind of stuck out to you that you, like, think about, you know. Do any of them just kind of, like, Oh, let me see. I mean, I don't know if I keep them as close to my heart as I should. Um, So I need to... uh, I just bring up a list of, yeah. of these. So we're, we're talking about um, extinct, extinct ones. Extinct megafauna. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me, 
I felt like a lot of cats that I really enjoyed. Like just massive cat like, you know, I don't know. Or maybe they're not even technically cats, but they look cat like to me. Okay. Um, Which I I just, I don't know. I kind of want to pet them. I know I would die. Um, But yeah, let me see if I can find a few. Let me bring up, you know, I love a huge bird. Yeah, yeah. I love a gigantic bird that that weighs four hundred and fifty kilograms. Um, I I think that's great, um, yeah. and not horrible at all. <laughs> uh, I'm not afraid of it. It's uh, how big would a bird have to be for you to be afraid of it? Like honestly, birds kind of freak me out. Like, in general, it's because I think I was way too young when I was first exposed to the Hitchcock classic, The Birds. Um, So, like, birds are, I just don't understand them, I think. Um, I think they're cute. They're just like Uh, us. Yeah, they're just like us, but they have wings and they, they make noises. Hey, a bird doesn't have to be that big to freak me out, I guess, is what I'm trying to go for here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, mega marsupials. Oh my god! Okay, uh, Diprotodon is just <laughs> like a big, really stupid-looking marsupial from the Pleistocene. Wow! Uh, just like a big, dumb-looking idiot. <laughs> it's no, it's no surprise that it went extinct. It looks dumb as hell. <laughs> Um, I had a brain the size of a walnut. Uh, I mean, they're all great. Just the idea of a big animal. Yeah. You know, like you take an animal and um, just make it big. And uh, I really love that. I think that's that's great. What the fuck is this? This what sucks. Is I'm this? looking at like a... I don't know if this is a real... I'm just clicking around on Google Images and uh, sure, sure. got a picture that looks like, is this real? This can't be real. <laughs> it's like an elephant, but like, I'm going to just post this in the chat. Yeah, I, I'm going to need to, I got to see the evidence here. Is this real? This sucks. I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just like, no! it looks like, a, it looks like a fucking realistic Pokemon. <laughs> It's like an <laughs> elephant, but like the trunk, it seems to also be its mouth, and it's just like has teeth on the bottom half of the trunk. Teeth. It has two stupid-looking big teeth. <laughs> There's no way this is anything. <laughs> oh, it looks what like he's trying this? to like sell you something. Like, can I just do it? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? I'm gonna do a reverse GIS on this because I don't know. Fuck! This thing is supposed to be because it's uh, just in some some a medium article about um you know what made megafauna go extinct. Yeah, like what um, made and its tongue. Here's the really scary. This is thing. not. This can't be anything. This tongue only goes like a quarter of the way to the end of the mouth. So what fucking use is your tongue if it only goes that far? Okay, I might have found it. Oh, God. Here it is. 
Uh, it's called platybelodon. So platypus elephant. Let me, let me just make sure this is real. Okay. <laughs> platybelodon. It, it lar- does have a, a genus of like- large or herbivorous mammals related to the elephant. This is real. This is real. It's a real thing. And it looks really stupid. And (laughs) big fucking idiot. Um, Yeah, it's called Platybelodon. And uh, yeah, it's just an elephant with like a shovel for a mouth. (laughs) I really like it. This might be a new favorite. I was going to say that... um one of the one of the big uh, huge prehistoric cats that I really liked was Xenosmilus. So oh. Smilodon is the saber toothed tiger, but this one is like it has shorter and thicker teeth than the saber toothed tiger, mm-hmm. uh, and like it, it was very very big. So three hundred ninety seven to five hundred seven pounds. So real 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 big. Uh, but it was like so it's like the size of. Like, uh, adult, like, lions and tigers, but way more, like, swole. Like, super swole. Like, its muscles are just, like, pfft. Like, it's like a little beefcake that that lifts, but the same size of, like, a normal-looking tiger or lion. And I and I just really appreciate that. Um, I like to think that Tybalt, my tiger on my Animal Crossing island, who's a jock and talks mm-hmm. about lifting all the time, would, like, really look up to a Xenosmilus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes me happy. So apparently with this thing though, with Platybelodon, yeah. yeah. People were like not clear on what it actually looked like because <laughs> there are pictures of it where it looks like it just has like a big flat like mouth and like that's just its like bottom half of its mouth, the teeth thing. But then yeah. later on um, they're like, oh, no, actually, it probably just had that big lower mouth thing and then just like a regular elephant trunk. <laughs> like, okay. Everyone's just making all this stuff up, all right? Like, right? no one's really quite sure. So it probably didn't look like that first picture that I that I linked. Uh, it probably yeah. just had a, a trunk. It didn't just have like a big stupid mouth going like. <laughs> it's just like that mouth is just so bad because the eyes should be closer to the mouth. And it's just it's bad. It's a bad thing to look at. It's a monster. But it is a fun thing to look at. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a real monster. Yeah. Ah, real monster. <sighs> I think I only watched like an episode of that. And I thought like, no, this is OK. We're, we're, yeah, I don't remember much on. of it. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot of it. Um, kind of predates Monsters, Inc., I feel like. as It does, yeah. That's sort of its claim to fame as being like a show about monsters having a society where they have to like scare children or something. I think so. I don't remember the premise at all. I just remember a couple of like the character designs from that. Uh, it's yeah, the, the one that holds that- its eyeballs. That's yes, the one that I one remember sure. most. All right, like the yep, uh, like yeah, like the guy from uh, you know, the movie. Um, Mike Wazowski. No, um, <laughs> no, the one that holds its eyeballs is like uh, the guy from Pan's Labyrinth. 
Oh, right, right, right. The Pale Man. Yeah. He may have had a real name. Played by, uh, pretty sure that was played by Doug Jones. Was it? Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Doug Jones, what a guy. Honestly, yeah. Famously known as... Uh, oh, no, he played the... F- oh, yeah, no, he did play the Pale Man and okay. the Fawn. He played both of them. Oh, he was both. Yeah. Oh, makes me so happy. Oh, you know, he was in uh, Hocus Pocus. I didn't know that until just now. Wait, really? What was he yeah. in Hocus Pocus? Uh, it's a witchy movie from the no, 90s. No, no, no. I know, I know what was oh, he oh, in oh, Hocus gotcha. Pocus. Of course I know Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I was like, how I... That movie oh. was very important to me. He was, was someone named Billy Butcherson. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know who that is. Her unfaithful lover, Billy Butcherson? As a huh. zombie? Okay. Well, he played a zombie. Oh. <laughs> named Billy Butcherson. <laughs> um... No, what Hocus a, Pocus was very important to me. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker in that movie. Just sure. very, very important. Yeah. Wait, directed by Kenny Ortega. Okay, just different Kenny Ortega. All right, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Not the wrestler. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, um, good. <laughs> Glad, I'm glad your brain went to that place as Is well. Is that a wrestler or are you thinking of Kenny Omega? I'm thinking of Omega. But you know yeah. how my brain works, so I get things like 75% it sounds similar. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, happens to me a lot. Omri Katz was in Hocus Pocus, who Ooh. he was also in the television show Erie, Indiana. Oh. And um, he was in... Um, Adventures in Dinosaur City, <laughs> which was this weird movie uh, that was made into like a weird game Whoa. Uh, for the SNES that I played a lot when I was a kid. Oh, that's amazing. Where you are a kid who rides around on the back of a dinosaur and then you can jump off the dinosaur sometimes and you have a little freeze ray that lets you stun enemies when you're oh. off the dinosaur. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I never played that game, and I've only seen parts of Hocus Pocus. I oh, remember Hocus being Pocus very afraid. Oh, good. Or, well, I'm going to need to change oh, this. Oh, we yeah. should watch it, because I haven't yeah. seen it since I was a kid. We should watch it this uh, this month. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's seen a huge resurgence in the last, like, decade or so. Okay. But do you know the premise? I just know that they, like, come back from, Salem, like, old Salem, like, 1600 Salem to, yes. like, a modern... Is it modern or is it, like, the 60s? I might be it's, wrong. I believe it's modern. Okay. Well, okay. it was modern when it came out. I think it's right. in the 90s. 30 years yeah. ago, probably, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thora Birch is, uh, is in it, which is fun. Um, and, yeah, the witches are all great. Bette Midler, Kathy Najimny... Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker but uh, yeah they come back and um, they there's a whole thing with this kid from the past who was turned into a cat forever he's turned into an immortal cat who can't die Um, and then 
they they're hanged but they're like oh we cast a spell that like we'll come back if a virgin lights this candle on <laughs> halloween um and the main character uh does that and then they he brings them back by accident and uh it also has a great line where uh the term yabos is in that movie what um yeah because I think it's Thora Birch plays Omri Katz's sister, his little sister. And he's like, or she's like talking to this girl that he has a crush on. She's like, yeah, Max likes your yabos. (laughs) He thinks your yabos are really great or something. (laughs) So weird. Um, But yeah, I know they, they do a cover of, um, I put a spell on you. Oh, good. And um, and a, perhaps a spell was brought upon a young Merit at, at this time. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so good. I think my young baby brain uh, confused it for the witches, which truly terrified me. Oh, no, like, that movie is actually me. fucking terrifying. <laughs> and they're remaking that. Fuck. <laughs> No, yeah, but the original one, I don't think I've seen that. I think I've seen that, like, once. Because that's just like, oh, these witches just fucking straight up eat kids, huh? Yeah, and they They, turn uh, into scary witches. They turn into scary witches. They turn a kid into a mouse. He had to eat weird chocolate or something. Like, I I think I was terrified of being poisoned for my entire life after that. Mm. For real, real. That is a um, Nicholas Rogue flick. Who did one of my favorite horror movies, well, thrillers, I guess, uh, that we watched a few months ago called Don't Look Now. Oh, shit, yeah. That was the Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie, dead kid movie. Yes. In Venice. Uh, Yeah, Nicholas Rogue did that. And uh, I mean, he also did The Man Who Fell to Earth, which probably more people know him for. Sure. But um, yeah, he did The Witches. And uh, that movie is I'm so fucking okay. scary yeah <laughs> it's so scary i watched it like at angelica the houston oh my god my queen huh. but at the time i was too scared to oh yeah no 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 queen. she was yeah <sighs> wow i have a lot of a lot of queens so it's fine but yeah it's <laughs> that would have been like if i'm if i'm Remembering correctly, and I might not be because, again, I was probably six or seven for real. But that would have been around the same time as the Adams Family movies, like very early 90s. Uh, Yeah, that is. So The Witch has been 90. And um, yeah. Adams Family. Um, well, Values was 93. OK. And then I guess the first one was 91. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so this was around around the same time, and I guess around the same time for me, developmentally, <laughs> that I, like, saw... Yeah. I definitely saw The Witches. I did not go to theaters for it. I remember seeing it on, like, a VHS tape. Like, my parents rented it for me, or it was on TV or something. Uh, and, like, I think I hid behind the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I actually physically, like, hid myself because I was so afraid as a, you know, six or seven-year-old. <laughs> So, if we're talking queens from the early 90s, yeah. can we talk about Joan Cusack in Adam's Family Values? Oh, uh, we sure fucking can, uh, yes. Because, oh my God, 
her looks in that movie, her whole thing in that movie. So for people who haven't seen that film, uh, Adam's Family Values is a sequel to the first one. I think it's actually a much better movie. Sure. Um, and uh, they have a, a child. They have a new child. Yeah. And Uncle Fester basically gets... Uh, John Cusack plays like a serial killing black <laughs> widow, basically, <laughs> who kills rich men to like steal their money. Yeah. And uh, she targets <laughs> Uncle Foster, who is played by, um, what's his name? Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And she is just, her looks, I mean, it's just like classic, like big sunglasses, like done up scarves, these like yeah. power suits. And um, just this very oh dark God. thing where she just keeps trying to kill him and he doesn't even realize what she's trying to do because it's Adam's family and they're, they're, <laughs> they're weirdos. into that. They're yeah, into that. They're all like kind of undead. She, or she th- yeah. She throws a toaster into his bathtub <laughs> and he's just like laughing about it or something. I think he has like, there's a uh, shot where he has a light bulb in his mouth and it's <laughs> just going off. Um, then she tries yeah. to blow him up. Uh, <laughs> she is just gorgeous and so funny. And then she gives her speech about like why she's the way she is at the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, when I was a little girl, I wanted a, a ballet Barbie more than anything. <laughs> and on Christmas day, like I, like I went downstairs and opened my present. And what did I see? Malibu Barbie. <laughs> so I did what I had to do. And then she's like going through the slideshow of how she killed her parents and then killed her first husband because he didn't pay enough attention to her and then killed her second husband. Like just, and they're all just like so like empathetic and just like, oh, you poor dear. That's terrible. Like, I'm so sorry. Like it's so good. I. I know it's sort of like played out at this point, but I just fucking like the Adams family are just like very fucking good. Yeah, they really like their are. whole vibe of just like just the idea of like, oh, this family who is apparently full of total beardos is like the most normal and like well adjusted and like most loving family in the world. Yeah. Is like so good. It is. It's it's truly wonderful. And like God, I feel like my friend Diego on on Twitter, uh, who is like both a fitness model and black belt and comedian, and he's wonderful, Diego Lopez, was talking about just like how fucking horny Angelica Houston was for Gomez. In, oh my god, uh, yeah, Adam's family movies, and he's just like my like my queen. She could pickle a couch. Like, like <laughs> it was like such a fucking phrase. And I was just like Diego, like of course. If I were, if me, even me, if I were around Gomez Adams, I, I too would be enthralled. They're like, both so horny for each other. And like, that's beautiful. They're just like <laughs> the, the only acceptable straight couple in American yes. media. Yes, I agree. I agree completely. Like, th- this is the actual dream. Like, you're married and have like a happy relationship that like you have both like you know, a nice family and trust and you have a beautiful home uh, and great parties. And also you're so hot for each other, even after all these years, you know, like what a fucking icon, like mm-hmm. of a couple. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. 
Incredible. I have not seen the second movie since I saw it in theaters when I was like nine. And my parents were like, I think that was a little too horny for you. They didn't actually say that. You know how parents <laughs> right. will say, like, I, you may, maybe should have waited till you were a little older for this one. Because uh-huh. that is a very horny movie as well. So, like, yeah. Oh, but yeah. It's up there. Incredible. I'm so glad. Merit, I'm so glad. I, I just, we need to watch these movies. And, and I want to know if there was something you worked on this week that, like, came to that level of excitement i guess that's a high bar was there something you worked on this week (laughs) awesome in any way even if it's not on this level of excitement because not everything has to be to be good and awesome yeah um let me just bring up my thing um yeah, well, so we we streamed this horror game called Phasmophobia earlier this week that was really fun. Yes. Uh, I It was uh, me, Funke, and Nikki. I think we did it wrong because I think that game is supposed to be really scary. But A, we were streaming and B, we were using, you know, we weren't using local voice chat because the game has a thing where like you can only hear other people if they're like nearby to you. But oh, we were just yes. using Discord. But the whole point of that game is you're like yelling at ghosts to like... You're trying to like find and identify ghosts. You're not fighting ghosts. You're trying to like get evidence on what kind of ghost they are. And then I guess someone else comes in and busts the ghosts. (laughs) And um, we were just sort of being real rowdy about it (laughs) and uh, just running in like, hey, Nancy, Nancy, turn the lights on and off. You won't. You won't. Come on, Nancy. Hey, what's up, Nancy? Come on. (laughs) It was like Nancy Thomas or something, right? Yeah. You're supposed to say the ghost's name to make them mad, I guess. Uh, I did get killed by a ghost at one point. Oh, no. uh, which was a little frightening, but uh, we just had a lot of fun with that. Um, also, another cool thing this week is yeah. uh, we have reviews of the new Star Trek series going yeah. on. Uh, Dylan Roth, who has written a lot of really great Star Trek stuff for us, is doing those and has uh, had the review of the first episode go up yesterday. Yeah. And it's a really great... Um, contextualization of that series and where it has been so far and where they're taking it. And um, I might actually watch the new discovery because I didn't watch the first two seasons, but this one when they were like, okay, no, we're done with all the old Star Trek stuff. We're doing a new thing now. We're going into the future of Star Trek. Then I'm like, okay, that I'm kind of interested in to see like what they do with that. And the answer so far seems to be, kind of post-apocalyptic and everyone has Mega Man arm cannons and it's like <laughs> okay sure I'll take a look maybe yeah. God, yeah um so I'm excited to even if I don't watch it to sort of like vicariously experience the show through Dylan's writing because uh he's uh written some really thoughtful and uh like yeah just really great pieces on the Star Trek uh, properties, I guess, <laughs> in the past. And uh, I always enjoy Dylan's stuff. Yeah. He did the Cynic's Guide to Voyager, right? I think. Yeah. Also, I loved that piece so very much. Um, as a like Voyager super fan who also thinks it's incredibly flawed, I really appreciated that piece <laughs> quite a bit. And I love this one too. I um, I've become like 
somehow this happened that I've become an even bigger Star Trek fan this year than I always was. And I've always been the fucking biggest Star Trek nerd ever. So it's, it's almost surprising to me how much more that can happen. Um, and this piece was great. It sounds like the biggest problem with Discovery, I've only seen the first season, but the way the argument goes is that it was just so beholden to the kind of emotional baggage of like keeping this creaky ass storyline, you know, like this like timeline of all the things. And there's been so much fucking time travel and messing with the timeline and all this other shit that it really kind of weighed down the the parts that were great about the show. And it sounds like they're kind of through with some of that baggage and ready to ready to fly, ready to uh, show us the beard, as the phrase goes, of like famously Riker got a beard and the show got better in next generation so yeah. right yeah <laughs> really really cool um yeah i i just wanted to highlight uh, a couple of things really quickly obviously we had a couple of podcast launches this week which were really fucking exciting and i know mm-hmm. one of them was yours so like i understand if you don't want to toot your own horn but the k-hole is real good so i'm just gonna say that thank you yeah, it's it's a fucking great show. It's unique. It's cool. It's fun. And hell yeah to Jordan uh, and to Tyler uh, for doing the podcast art. There. Sorry, Taylor, not Tyler. Taylor to doing the podcast art there. And also best camp of my life with uh, Fernanda Precious, which is a MMA podcast with like a very feminist, no bullshit, but also very funny uh, lens. So like. I just had this feeling this week of like looking at our megaphone platform and like looking at all of this like amazing art and looking at all these episodes that were coming out. And uh, there's another cool surprise. So on Saturday, there's going to be another debut of a show. Uh, and like when I started here almost exactly a year ago, I came to John and I was like, I want to do podcasts. <laughs> like I want to do a podcast network. And I started talking about all these ideas that I had for it. And like this week, uh, again, not to toot my own horn, but it just felt great to like see some of that, you know, like see mm-hmm. uh, some of this on the page and see some of it like coming to life uh, and having that sort of like vicarious joy because these are not my shows. These are not shows I'm on, but I have a lot of vicarious joy of like fucking look at all this cool shit we're doing. Like this team is amazing. I'm so fucking proud of this team and what we're doing. So yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things going up on Saturday, actually. I guess this will just be a teaser, but I'm also super excited about the uh, episode of You Love to Scream It that we did, um, which was on Hellraiser, an all-time favorite. And I think we had uh, myself and obviously you, Merritt, and LB also on that episode. I think we had a really good discussion about it. It felt a lot like that Hereditary episode where we like kind of dug in a bit. Uh, yeah, which I no, super it was enjoyed. a fun one. Yeah. yeah, I had a really good time. So yeah, listen to that. Uh, look at our stuff on Saturday. There's going to be both a new episode of that and also a another new show debuting on Saturday. So uh, yeah, real, real excited. Just feeling good about uh, Fanbyte and the stuff we're putting out and uh, uh, the team right now. So yeah, yeah that's my part. <sighs> Did you want to address anything else before we closed office hours for business? Um, no, I mean, I think that's basically it for this week. Yeah. What a week. <laughs> what a week. It's been a good one. Yeah, a lot of good shit. A lot of good shit going up. Uh, it just makes me happy. Uh, well then, friends, thank you so much for listening. And we're about ready now to close office hours for business. If you do have a moment and the inclination, please do rate and review our podcast because it helps us so much. You can listen to all of our good shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. And of course, uh, keep up with us on social media, on Twitter at fanbyte media and on TikTok. We still got a TikTok at fanbyte. And of course, on fanbyte.com. 
You can watch all of our good streams, like the one Merritt mentioned, on twitch.tv slash fanbite. Watch out for uh, Nancy Thomas. And uh, thank you, of course, to Jordan Mallory for producing. Wahoo! Thanks, everybody. And with that, oh, I forgot to ask. Of course, Merritt, where can people find you online if they don't know? Oh, I'm at Merritt K on Twitter. Excellent. Is is the K-hole back on Twitter? Is it, uh, they yeah, it K-hole, uh, K-hole World, not K-hole <laughs> Podcast. That's okay. an unrelated Kardashians podcast that has not released an episode in three years. And I figured that that was enough time that they yeah. had effectively relinquished that name. But yeah. it's not. It's very important that you don't tweet at them. <laughs> gotcha. That is extremely funny to me. And very good. Uh, awesome. Uh, if anybody did want to follow me, I am at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And with that, office hours are closed for business. Bye. Bye.